Welcome to this edition of Shoulder to Shoulder, where we strive to grow in love of the Lord and each other. I am Pam Marvin. And I'm Megan Silas. And we're back in the saddle. Here we are. <laughs> the saddle. Yeah. <laughs> On the, the beautiful ride that is this life that we're doing together, Megan. Amen. Yeah, it is I'm beautiful. Excited. So just to give our listeners kind of an idea of how we come up with topics and ideas for the podcast, which we'd always love to hear from you. If you ever have show ideas, you can find us at shoulder to shoulder at gmail.com. Is that correct? We used to have that. Email. Yeah. No, okay. I, think so. I think we still have it. Shoulder but, number two shoulder at gmail.com. Right. And, and you can also like post on Facebook, Facebook page, page yeah, for shoulder sure. to shoulder easy. podcast. That's mm-hmm. easy. So I'm still I'm still waiting for somebody to do that. I have yet yeah, to have I'm somebody. You to, if you're but, listening to this, yeah, and I think there's there aren't like mainly the the shoulder to shoulder Facebook page has been something that I kind of set up through you know my page, and so it's mainly populated by people who are just know me. Yeah, and we've had a few people come on. Um, and some friends of yours and things like that, but we would love to grow that page a little bit. And maybe if it grew a little bit, I'd be more motivated to, to post on it. I usually what I just post new episodes, but I will be honest the last uh, few weeks, I've been a little lazy about uh, posting the episodes, but it, it does give us notifications if anybody um, interacts with it and wants to, you know, right. send a message or something. So yeah. Topic show topics are always something what we love to. Well, to maybe get. we should get Evan to share our page through Red Sea. Oh yeah, yeah that's we could do that as well. Yeah, That'd be really great. great. But one of the things we do is we pray and we think about what's on our hearts, right? And those topics that uh, we've been talking about lately, mm-hmm. um, not necessarily with each other, because of course then we get to explore it together, right. which is yeah. so much fun in our um, spiritual yeah. friendship that Megan and I have. Yeah, it's kind of cool because in our own little realms, we both end up um, having opportunities to give talks to various groups, and so talks that we've prepared for other settings then can come. Um, and be uh, topics here. And so right. that's cool because then we get to learn from each other about the things that we've been reading and praying about. And, you know, cause we're not living in the same town. It's not like I'm just popping over to go to every talk that you do, even though right. I would love to do that. I know. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> Igualmente. I would definitely yeah. want to do that for you as well. So, so but this particular topic came up. Um, I was asked to speak at RCIA here locally in, mm-hmm. um, in Bryan on the topic of creation and fall creation in the fall and wow. so i did i did my due diligence um and my research and was really delighted with um just reading about before the fall mm-hmm. which i've always really liked like um um contemplating or meditating on before the fall um and the reason why is because you know we weren't meant to originally have this original sin, right? right. We were yeah. meant to be in what I love and learn. This is what I learned, the big one, original justice. Mm-hmm. And original justice is being having your will completely aligned with God's will. So that's mm-hmm. that's the way it was in the garden before the fall. Now, I'm, I'm going to ask you, so before you prepared this talk, mm-hmm. this was already something that you pondered yes. regularly, like life before the fall. Yes. That's interesting because I did, I have not spent a lot of time pondering that. There's only the one part that I, I've always found very compelling about it is when it says in scripture that they were naked and unashamed mm. because as a person who is very interested in 
psychology as well as um, growing in, in our spiritual, you know, depth and holiness and that this idea of shame is so often a place where we really struggle. Mm -hmm. And so this idea of like the freedom of, of being completely exposed and unashamed is, has always been very compelling, but I don't think I've really spent a lot of time sitting with various realities of what being in that place of original justice of not having things that pull us away from God's will, um, you know, sort of disordered intentions and desires right. um, would really have impacted the experience of being human. So okay. I assume you, my impetus, you're re yeah. ready for the impetus. I'm ready. Well, um, as if you listen to the podcast, you know, I have a big call and heart for increase in virtue. Mm hmm. So one of the ways that I encourage and did in this talk as well is to imagine yourself before the fall mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. imagine those virtues which God embodied you with. Right. Um, what are they and how can we work on those? Like, yeah. what are you like? What would you like if it was a portrait of Megan before the fall? Mm -hmm. What would be some of the top virtues that God made you for to live from? Are you actually asking me that question? It can or be is rhetorical. That, is that rhetor it can be maybe, rhetorical. Maybe we'll save that for a, a little temperature check later in the podcast. Okay. Let, let that um, sort of marinate oh, okay. in, my, in my mind a little bit. Uh, but I, I've always really loved that because I, I like to see the end goal mm -hmm. and work towards it. Yeah, I'm not good at trying to make the plan toward the goal. I kind of look at the goal and try and like run towards it. Right. And one of the interesting things about that reality is, is that um, it can bring to bear this, re this idea that while there can be, say you have, say we were talking about the, the virtue of what's a virtue, pick a virtue, any virtue. Perseverance. Perseverance. Okay. The virtue of perseverance. What perseverance looks like in, in me as I live it out um, most purely and most in a most uh, well-ordered way may look different than it does in your life, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. though it's the same virtue. So I think that's one of the beautiful things about how God created us is that there are some elements that may be very um, universal or at least um, consistent in, in a lot of different people. Right, right they may l have so many different flavors and nuances. And that's one of the exciting things to learn about uh, oneself is how do I live the vir virtue of perseverance in a way that, that most reflects my individuality yes. in holiness. Right. Right. Well, there's a couple of uh, quotes, Bible okay. quotes I want to read Quote me. because it just, um, it's such a living word of God. So I just, just take a deep breath. If you're listening to this and just listen to these words. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Mm -hmm. We are very good yeah. by our nature, by the fact that he is our creator. We are good. Yeah, and I love the fact that that qualifier, the very, only gets used after he's created man. Like, and all the other things on the first day, on the second day, on the third day, right. is it? And he saw that it was good. But after he created man, he said, it says, and he saw that it was very good. That's right. And that it really does speak to the fact that we are set apart from the rest of creation. And you know what the word set apart is? What's that? Holy. Holy, Holy means set apart. Mm -hmm. and, and right in scripture, it says, it's, it's showing us 
man is called to be holy, set apart for the Lord. Absolutely. And I love this. I have called you by name and you are mine. Mm. Do you believe that, my brothers and sisters? You belong intimately to our Lord. You are his. He created you and you are very good. Yeah, it's interesting that that you're bringing that up because I'm actually giving a talk tomorrow uh, <laughs> on um, charisms and uh, discerning charisms and, and everything. And one of the things that the Lord brought to my heart that I really wanted to root it, root this whole thing in is that you can't understand your giftedness until you first understand yourself as gift. And we are the mm. first, the, we are a gift that God has given himself. Think about that reality. Mm-hmm. God wanted to make a gift of each one of us to himself. And to think, yeah, I, he thought our name, he thought our, our very being, and he delighted. And just the idea of us, before we ever were actually right. physically embodied, before we ever made one act of service to the Lord or made one act of love to the Lord, he delighted in the very idea of us. So beautiful. It's amazing. It's amazing. Just um, when I was, you know, putting this together, um, I started feeling so much a greater sense of God's love as I was reminded through the scripture mm-hmm. and reminded how we were created from love to love. Right. And I just had this amazing peace and tranquility that started coming over me. And again, this is one of the reasons I wanted to bring it to the podcast because I thought, wow, I love contemplating mm-hmm. about before the fall because it really reminds us who we are at our core. Another thing um, I mentioned kind of at the onset onset of the podcast, original justice prevailed in the garden. We were in harmony with God. And isn't that how we're made to try and walk towards right now? Yeah. Are we always constantly walking toward that harmony with God? Mm-hmm. We so desire it, but in our flesh and with original sin, there's much to overcome. But the desire for that harmony is still so beautiful And I think that pleases God as well. And I think the reality is, you know how it says, um, uh, who is it that says this? I think maybe it's St. Thomas Aquinas or something, but sin darkens the intellect. Yes. And so this idea that think of that before the fall, when sin was not just, you know, darkening our intellect, when we had this clear vision, you know how Paul says, now we see through a glass darkly. Well, I'm thinking before the fall, we didn't see through a glass darkly. We saw through absolute clear lenses, clear vision. Mm -hmm. And so then why was it much easier to live according to God's will? Not simply that we weren't having disordered um, emotions and desires that were preventing us from doing it, but we actually were able to see God's will, to understand God's will, to hear God's will in our lives just purely. Uh, And that that place of more consistent, pure, accurate discernment, because um, as a spiritual director, what I will find say is that one of the things that people struggle with the most is this idea of discernment. There's, there's this place in them. It's like, I want to do God's will. I just don't know what the heck it is, <laughs> you yes. know? Yes. And, yes. and so yes. just yes. to yes. think that the, the ease it wouldn't even been a matter of discernment. You right. just know. You just know. You just know because why? Right. Because you knew him. 
and he knew right. you. You know, again, it's that same part of uh, in in Corinthians where where Paul says, "Now we see through a glass darkly, but then we shall see. Uh, then we shall know know fully, just as we are fully known." Yes. And so we're still fully known by God. It's just that we don't know Him fully because right. we're seeing through this glass darkly. Well, and Megan, this is why I really like to contemplate this mm-hmm. this moment in time in salvation history about contemplating how we were created because that's our job now is Mm -hmm. to strive to get back to that moment. Of course, I know that we cannot fully be actualized in that until the beatific vision, but look at the saints, look how close they come. You know, the one that's really coming to mind right now. So pray for us is Carlo Acutis, you know, Mm. the incorrupt body of this teenager who just had such a deep love. You know, he was working towards as we all should be, uh, getting back to that original justice where we live completely in God's will. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm a firm believer that if you have that much of a desire and you're asking and pleading for God every day to live in his will and accept things as they come as part of his will or that he's allowed it, mm-hmm. that's what makes our hearts peaceful right. and resting in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what's coming to mind right now is, not simply how we related to God in that place, but how man and woman related to each other. Mm, mm-hmm. Because, you know, when, when Eve is created, Adam says, at last, this one is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Right. And so he's seeing her and he's recognizing we are one in the same. We are meant to be united But now when we talk about the other sex, how often we're like, I don't get them. You know, Mm -hmm. men are a mystery to me. Women are a mystery to me. Like there's this separation and this lack of understanding and this place of just angst that wouldn't have been back then. That there would, to gaze on the the opposite sex and to think, we are one. We are meant to be uni- unity. We are meant to be fruitful and yeah. and beautifully love it's each so other. Complimentary, and, yeah, and compliment and mm. image the Lord in, in ourselves. You know, together mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, like my heart just longs for that reality like, to be manifest in the world, and okay. it just seems like we're getting farther and farther away. Uh, from right. that reality of really truly understanding the beauty of our our unity in complementarity. Mm-hmm. Well, another part of that is recognizing our human dignity, which is that breath of God within us that mm-hmm. created us, that that spark of life that He He said, "You you know, you shall live." Because without His, you shall live. If he, he if we were no longer on His mind, we would cease to exist. Mm-hmm. So, what is that human dignity? In the other. I think that's a really wonderful exercise to always think about when you're meeting someone for the first time or, or perhaps you start to encounter a, a, a difficult personality. It's like, I want to remember Jesus is within them. Mm-hmm. That is what human dignity is to right. be treated in that way. But I want to kind of have a couple of questions sure. to um, have our listeners just kind of ponder these are sure. rhetorical you can answer some for yourself if you like okay if it could be a temperature check or not i don't know all right you, i'm going to put it on you to call a temperature check if okay. you feel like it's, you want to call it's a one. temperature check
Imagine yourself how God sees you in perfect harmony with his will. How would your life be different? Okay. And I'll go first since I called it. All right. That, that's, that's, the, that's our rule. Yeah. <laughs> that's our rule. If you call right. it, you go first. All right. Call it. Go it. Do um, it. Self-disclosure. I would have like a whole lot less self-pity. Hmm. Um, if I were in perfect harmony with his will, there'd be no sadness, no disappointment, no anxiousness, no worry, because I trusted more perfectly. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you know, what really comes to mind for me is if I were living in perfect harmony with God's will, there would be less self-deprecation. Mm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't constantly be finding myself falling short and wishing I were different or better or feeling like I'm not loving God well and loving neighbor well. And, and to when I imagine the moments that I've experienced in life where I just really felt, okay, in this moment, in this instance, I loved my Lord well. Or I loved someone that I care about well. The joy that comes from that. Mm-hmm. The peace that comes to rest in that moment. And I don't allow myself to think that very often. And to think that I could dwell in that place of joy and peace, knowing that I'm loving in accordance with the way God loves and the way he created me to love. I would never want to leave that place. That's right. We don't want to leave it. Yeah. But we do the things we do not want. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm also thinking like, how we relate to nature would be different too. You know, cause you know, Adam, he's given the right to name the animals. And if you know anything about um, the spiritual realm is authority is a big deal. And to be given the right to name something is to be given authority over it. And so when God said, you know, had Adam name creation, he's saying to Adam, you have, authority over creation and you are meant to be a steward of it. And, you know, the way we relate to nature at this point, we seem to oscillate wildly (laughs) between abusing the natural things that we've been given or subjecting ourselves to them and not taking on the proper authority that we have. Like, so I would see, say that like, say for example, um, you know, terrible acts of pollution, like, you know, sort of when a company would dump all kinds of awful, terrible chemicals into the water or the ground and everything. There's a real abuse of creation, right? But then when you go down this other end of like this religious environmentalism that says, you know, the earth is everything and humans 
are, you know, we should all just die. Like it would be better if we just had so much less people because, you know, so the earth can just flourish. Well, that's, that's going way on the other well, side. That's, that's abandoning the authority and, and, uh, you know, way that we're supposed to have dominion over nature. Right. And there's one more element that we're seeing a whole lot in this, in this day and time we're living in, and that is creation as God. Right. Exactly. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like when you, when you, um, reject the proper authority that humans have over creation that God gave them. And you say, no, we're not going to step into our role as, you know, heads of creation that we're going to let creation dictate to us how we should live. That's making a God out of creation. It's, it's, it's abandoning God's, you know, plan right. for humanity. Right. And so we have to be very careful of that. And, and sadly I've seen it. I've seen it coming into the church in a big way. Mm-hmm. And it, it concerns me because ultimately, as we said towards the beginning, like it's only until God created man that he said, it's very good. And that humanity is the pinnacle of God's creation and the thing which he loves. Christ didn't come to die for the earth. He came to die for souls for human beings. And that should be first and foremost in our minds as church souls. And being good stewards of the earth is part of caring for souls. Right. Not so much part of caring simply for the earth. Amen. The balance, yeah. the balance is needed between being the stewards of the earth and stewards of people's souls. See, there's yeah. a big difference there when you're looking at both ends. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. So are there any other, you know, aspects of life before the fall that, mm. you know, are compelling to you or intriguing? Well, I think I've mentioned most of them, but I just, I love that as a point of contemplation. So I really mm. encourage all of our listeners to imagine yourself before the fall. And what are some adjectives you might use to describe mm-hmm. yourself? Yeah. Um, what are some virtues you that would flourish in yourself? So, and this is just one of my ways of trying to grow closer to God through holiness to be mm-hmm. more of what he created to me. So I have a good, I mean, I have an imagination that wants to, okay, what would I have looked like? Where's my shortcomings? Uh, where are my strengths? So I think we should contemplate our strengths and try and, and grow them in this life, usually always virtues. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Some of my favorite virtues, actually, I mentioned perseverance because that's the one at the top of my list right now. So <laughs> I take every month and have one virtue that I'm really trying to grow in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's October is perseverance. And and so... Better be careful. You well, know, you ask for more grace in the area of perseverance and the Lord's going to give you hard stuff to oh, have to persevere for, through. Yeah, yeah. So my perseverance truly is just um, in prayer mm-hmm. okay. and growing prayer and um, combating, you know, kind of the world that tries to try, take me away so much. But the perseverance to... Um, be a part of good things that help me to grow closer to him and to love them even in my exhaustion and in my tiredness. Because yeah. I do love my sleep. <laughs> As we talked about on the last episode. You know, the fact that you bring up prayer actually um, brings to mind another aspect of um, 
why something beautiful about contemplating the time before the fall. You know, it talks about how God would come and walk with Adam in the cool of the evening. And what is that other than prayer, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's talking to the Lord. And so I feel that um, in life before the fall, prayer would have been so much easier because it wouldn't have been through the veil of, you know, the God who seems distant from us, who see who we don't have necessarily the physical manifestation of God, even in adoration, we're still looking at Jesus through the veil of the sacrament, right? And, you know, I've shared with you before that sometimes I can get so frustrated with that. I'm just like, I want to see you. I want to touch you. I want to be with you. I hate this veil. I want to rip it away completely. And I want to be completely in your presence, unfettered by this sacramental hiding, you know, but that's what Adam got to experience and Eve, you know, prior to the fall is to be able to walk with the Lord and talk with the Lord face to face. And we should all have that longing and to just think how prayer then would have been as easy as talking to your most beloved. That's right. You know? And, and I, I, he's always there with us too. Just mm-hmm. the throne of our hearts depends on how, how clean a home it is for him. Yeah. So he's always there. It's just a matter of us recollecting there and communicating well. Yeah. But you will admit sure. it's a little more difficult when wow. you don't have the, the feels, the touch, the sight, That's the, so true. the the hearing, you know, that you have to, much more needs to be taken on faith. Yes. Right. And so, you know, again, um, wow, I'm just really, really on Paul these days, but uh, you know, we talked about the whole see through glass darkly, knowing fully that it's just as we're fully known. And he ends that whole thing where he says in the end, faith, hope, and love remain, you know, these are the greatest, you know, faith, hope, and love are the greatest. And then, love is the greatest, right? Because faith and hope pass away. But so in back then they didn't have to have faith that God heard them because he was visible to them. He was present to them in a way that they didn't need that faith. Mm -hmm. But now as we, you know, live in this, you know, Valley of tears and we have a separation due to concupiscence that still remains, even though, you know, we're baptized and we have original sin removed, we still have this tendency towards sin that prevents us from fully being able to, you know, experience God's presence in its, in its full glory. Uh, And so that's the thing that we get to look forward to. Um, So I want to wrap up the show today by just encouraging our listeners to um, take time and reflection of what you were like before original sin. Mm. Embrace the beautifulness that is you in God's creation as he dwells in you because you were made in his image. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us today. And then until next time, we may, we remain united with you in prayer. Amen. Amen. Right, thank you. God bless. God bless.